ready and hey. inspiring teachers. That's our how to. You're listening to Value Add Value. Inspiring teachers. Inspiring teachers. That's our how to. That's our how to. You're listening to Value Add Value. Get it. Go. Value. Value. Value adds value. Now can I just chop it off the dome? Value adds value. We add value to add value. No matter what you do, let it value. It appreciates, never depreciates. Everything you do, you're going to appreciate. Because I'm here with my boy, Mr. B. Freestyling, that's what I used to be. That's what I still do. That's what I still do. Everybody know that's what we still get. Why we still get, that's the reason why we teach. Even though I like to be chilling on the beach, there's some kids in class that I really gotta reach. I gotta give them what they want, but really what they need. They need to learn how to write and also how to read. Cause I know they're gonna be kings and queens. So we need to help them and that's what we about to. You're listening to Value Adds Value. Inspiring teachers, Yep, that's the how to. Value adds value. Inspiring teachers. Inspiring teachers. That's a how-to. You're listening to value adds value. Inspiring teachers. Inspiring teachers. That's a how-to. How-to. You're listening to value adds value. Inspiring teachers. Inspiring teachers. That's a how-to. That's a how-to. You're listening to value adds value. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hey, Welcome later. back to another episode of Value Adds Value podcast live from yeah, yeah. the Teacher Heart out Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Joined here with my co-host, as always, Kyle Krieger. Yeah, what's good, y'all? Special guest today, man. I am just overjoyed. Anytime I get with anybody that's in the <laughs> hip-hop space, I'm excited. Yeah. have Mr. B here what's with good? us. And we're going to have a conversation with Mr. B. Now, we don't have questions. Uh, we just wanted to have a rap session, and um, Mr. B has a lot going on, and I'm excited for we, it. We literally met like that's right. 16 hours ago. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, and we first met because we were both wearing basketball jerseys. Yeah, 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 yeah. I had the Garnett jersey, yeah. and you had the Steve Nash yeah, jersey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, you know, and that, that just speaks to the power of connecting in places like this. Absolutely. And you, you're coming all the way from Nashville. Mm-hmm. And I'm from Houston. Uh, of course, Kyle's coming from Wisconsin, nice. or the Twin Cities, as he likes to say. Um, nice. But uh, we, we're here, man, and I'm excited to be able to connect with. And, and what's interesting is that you can talk to our listeners a little bit about giving your history, but you're not even a teacher yet. You're just substituting. Correct. Okay. So kind of before our listeners, so they can know a little bit about you, why don't you introduce yourself and kind of tell us how you got into the education space? Right. Uh, Mr. B is what I perform under. It's my initials backwards. My real name is Blake Robert Mankin. I discovered that at 16, which is at the same time I started recording music. Um, what brought me to Nashville, I grew up in Arizona, Scottsdale. What brought me to Nashville was um, Belmont University. They had a songwriting program. I knew I wouldn't stick out college if I didn't get to study something I was passionate about. So that's what brought me there. During my time in college, I created an app called Rap App that just gives you thousands of words that rhyme, like Barack Obama, taco lasagna, talk to your mama, stop all the drama, just words and phrases to kind of get the creativity going and start as a consumer app. People would use it at parties or just even family events when they're with their friends. And then an old teacher of mine saw about the app and she's like, hey, I want to use this in my classroom. Can I add my own words to it? I said, yes, we have that feature available. So she would add her vocabulary words to the app and then get her students rapping about it because the app plays beats, 
And then I came in and started uh, rapping with her class. It went great. We had a kid who never spoke in class ever rap the whole time. And it actually brought the teacher to tears because she's like, I can never get this kid to talk. And you just got him to rap in front of the whole class. She, she was mind blown by it. And she's like, you need to start doing this all over. You need to teach full time. You're, you're a natural with students. I play in a hip hop jam band, seven piece. We're, we play on most weekends. So that's why I'm not a full time teacher is because I play a lot of shows on Thursdays and Fridays. Uh, but substitute teaching has been great because it's, you know, it's gig based. I can select when I want to work or not. And um, I rap with every one of my classes. I'm kind of known as like the rapping substitute teacher. And when I saw Teacher Heart Out Conference, I honestly it was very quiet. I randomly came across him on Instagram. He saw he was speaking in Atlanta, which is only three and a half hours from Nashville. I saw that he used rap in his classroom. So I wanted to meet with other people like you, Wilkie, and you, you know, who are into hip hop and want to use it in the classroom because it's, it's the way to connect with kids nowadays. And you know, it's funny because I always share with teachers that right now, hip hop is the largest music media mm -hmm. in the world. Yep. You know, it used to be rock and roll, and now you can't hardly turn on the TV without hearing some elements of oh, pop. Absolutely. Whether you're seeing it in the in the pictures that mm -hmm. they're showing, the videos that they're showing, the music that's playing, the words they're saying, the slang that comes from right. hip hop that they're using all over now. So it's kind of like hip hop has taken over. Absolutely. So for teachers to not use that in the classroom, right? You know, I noticed when my daughter was young, every song that came on the radio, she knows it. She knows it backwards and forward, even if she didn't know what the words meant, she knew the words. Mm. So what happens as a teacher when we start putting that in the classroom and using it to push our content, yeah. and not in a cheesy way, and I really like the way, that we just just had a, heard it freestyle uh, yeah. for, for, for Lisa and the people from the Right Stuff Chicks outside, and it was super duper dope. As I walked up, he threw my name yeah. in. As Jody <laughs> walked up, he threw his name in, yeah. and it was just an amazing experience. Uh, so you say you rap, you're known as a rap and stuff, so have you gotten any pushback from other teachers when they see you, Absolutely. and they're like, okay, so can you talk to us about that? stories. <laughs> One time I did a third grade class and um, it was kids from all over. There's probably like 13 different countries represented in that. Room yeah, I've, I've talked to some people that say Nashville is one of the most diverse cities in the country. It is. It is incredible. The, this, the school that I said about the most is called Overton High School and it has over 60 countries and 40 languages represented. Wow. So I grew up in a predominantly white town, went to predominantly white school and then became a substitute teacher and all of a sudden I became the minority. Every time I substitute teach now, I'm a minority. And that's been like an incredible learning experience. But um, we were talking, what were we talking about? The, the um, pushback, the pushback. Push yeah. okay, so anyway, so I'm with a kid, I'm just kind of painting the picture. This is like a mini world where we got kids from all over the world and a lot of them had never rapped before. These are third graders. And they can rap in third grade. They can speak fine, you know? And um, anyway, this teacher next door just kept hearing the kids get excited because after a couple bars, someone would say something funny and the other kids would freak out and go loud. But this was like half of the class's first time ever rapping live. So in my opinion, rapping is deeper than just rapping. It's someone finding their voice. It's proven to increase self-confidence and self-awareness. There's scientific studies about that. But anyway, as I leave, this teacher comes in and she took over my class. She's like, I'm going to be teaching the rest of the day. Your kids are too out of hand. And I remember she was on a power trip where she's like, when I say the magic word, get up and go to sit at your seat, the magic word is go. One, two, three, boat. And the kids would move, she's like, oh, oh, no, no, no. I was like, man, this lady's on a power trip. Anyway, she told the, told the principal about me, and I get a letter that I can no longer teach at that school. Wow. So I'm like, dang, like, they don't even know what was actually happening in this classroom. Like, these kids were finding their voice. That's how I saw it. They were finding their voice. And they were having a good time. They were being kids, you know? Mm -hmm. 
anyway, I had to have a meeting with the district of Nashville. I meet with these two women who are African-American and they instantly got it. The second I walked in, I showed them the rap app. I showed them a video of kids using the app in classrooms and they instantly got it. Like, oh my God, this is great. Like, we need more substitute teachers like you. They even said like, we want you to teach other substitute teachers how, how they can use the rap app in their classrooms. So basically I got the, the, the nod of approval from the top dogs of the district and they're like, you're all good. We got your back. We support you. So since then, I've had two other schools that have also kicked me out for rapping with their classes. Um, one school because a parent, like a month later, looked me up on YouTube. And I, I'm, so, I'm a, I'm a hip-hop artist by nature. I have like six mixtapes out. I got an album out with the band. Um, and, you know, that's what I knew first before I was in teaching. And I do cuss in some of my songs. It's not bad compared to, to most music out there, but it definitely, you know, it's, it's, I cuss from, it's part of the culture. I cuss from time to time. And so once that got back to the school, some teachers in schools are just like, you can't teach here. You say, you know, you cuss in your music and you've rapped with our kids. They're off task. You know, they, they, a lot of times they just think they're off task if they're rapping. So I've definitely had, uh, I think I've been kicked out of about four schools. But you know what? But it's so funny that you are there the trying to engage. Yes. The kids love you. I've been a substitute teacher. I know what that life is like. Too. Yeah. And you get, you get thrashed. Like substitutes are getting thrashed. And there's a reason why teachers don't want to miss is because they don't want to leave their kids with subs. If right. I knew you were my right. friend's up, right. my kids would love you. I would love you. And well, then you and I can work together right. too. So I know kind of what your style, what you expect. Because right. a lot of times you guys know, so as a sub, sometimes you walk in with no game plan. Like there's no lesson plan left for you. You don't know how that school operates. Yeah. You don't know how that teacher operates. You don't know what the Yeah, coming, coming yeah. in, you know, blind to their culture, mm -hmm. like not understanding the right. ins and outs of, of the way exactly. they work and the, and the dynamics. But the fact that you can go into schools and connect, oh. you know, just using that, I think is incredible and For like sure. i said the more i mean those kids with you are not missing out on days of learning they might not be learning exactly what everybody wants them to right. learn but they are learning. definitely learning and, and you know we we, we have a, a friend of ours that we've interviewed on our podcast ryan parker uh, uh who's doing amazing stuff with the hip-hop ed movement um, yeah we really should connect you to those guys i already told him i was going to connect you started yeah. following him yesterday but uh they get harvard university is hosting next week Harvard University is yeah. hoping the, uh, it's called the Hip Hop Lab. Oh. Next year, we're going. We're putting it yeah. out on blast. I'm putting it out go. there. Me and Blake will be at the <laughs> Hip Hop Lab. And what, what they it? do is they offer people an opportunity for a platform to how could you use hip hop in education. Wow. And, and, and Ryan's whole thing is just like with Christopher Endon. I don't know if you saw a doctor, Christopher Endon. Um, you got um, to pick up the book uh, um, it's for white book. folks who teach in the hood. Yeah, it's it's and probably he, one of the best education books out there. Yeah. He talks about hip hop as a pedagogy. Because you gotta understand, like we just said before, this generation of kids is all about hip hop. Yeah. I don't care where you're from, yes. background wise. Everybody's singing hip hop. From the kids to the verbs and the kids in the inner city. Everybody's using hip hop. Yeah. And so if you know that that's where kids are, it's the culture. Right. I mean you have artists. It started in the 80s when you had Run DMC and Aerosmith getting together. Right. And that merger of rock and rap right. created created something that I, I think society wasn't really ready for. Yeah. Because like I say, I'm a hip hop head. And when I first got into hip hop, 
I was around seventh, eighth grade because I was a good beatboxer. Everybody's like, oh man, go get, go to the corner. And then I could do it with my throat. Like, oh, what? Nice like that. You know, so I was like, go to the corner, man, get a beat, go to the restroom. We get in the beat, we get in trouble because we're in there, you know, boys freestyling and doing everything. But when we were doing that then, it was amazing how there was camaraderie. Yeah. No one rapped over yes. each other. You didn't, I mean, mm -hmm. if you, you waited for a break and once you got the break, you pick it up. And then it was like, it wasn't like, oh man, I was, I went down. It was like, okay, you jumped in. Now I'm gonna jump in. We did that last night yeah, yeah, when yeah. you first talked about the Chipotle. Yeah. We kind of traded off. Yeah. But when you teach kids that and you engage them that way, whatever you put within that song, it becomes yeah. part of who they are. Yes. Why do kids wear things they wear? Because they hear it in the song. Why do they talk right. the way they talk? Because they hear it in the song. Why are they motivated to get their hair yes. a certain way? Because somebody said it in the song. So you're creating, you created something that brings hip hop and learning into one place. Yes, yes. And especially in reading, because when you show me your, your other invention that we'll, we'll get you an opportunity yeah. to talk about, it creates for kids a medium, like you say, to build their confidence. Right. Because I know rap. I mean, I know parts of speech, but I know rap. Right. And if I can know rap, then okay, now I can put rap to parts of speech. Speech, and it make learning the parts of speech so much more fun. It would kind of do there, yeah. Absolutely. So, man, I'm excited. Well, and think and think about just like the the process of writing. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, because I think you know that was maybe one of the lessons I learned in Houston was like the difference between someone's conversational ability and their academic writing and reading mm -hmm. ability. And I think with what you're saying, like. We, we will preach kids who struggle to write, talk it out, like record it, and then go back and transcribe it. Mm -hmm. yeah. And, you know, with what you're doing, you're, you're doing that for them ahead. They can see the different parts. I mean, because, you know, intrinsically, like when they're listening to a song, they understand the structure, right. but they wouldn't identify that this is an adjective right. and this is a verb. Right. So now they're seeing it. And they're, I mean, that probably gives them a better understanding of what the word is. Yes. Than anything else. I'm like listening to rap there to my head right now, like the lousy adjective. Yeah, you know, I mean, and like, but I mean, just just to be able, just for just for kids, say first, second, third grade, or even into high school. I mean, like, I'm not trying to put you out, but like, uh, you were a guy who was a functioning illiterate, illiterate when you graduated. But like, if kids could just get the point, like, this is a verb. A verb is an action word. They right. listen to a song and they understand that in the song. The, 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 we know that they're doing something with this this type of work. The adjective is descriptive. You run, acting out, and I was running down the block trying to hit my right. spot. Yeah. Now it's like, okay, what were you doing? What were you doing? You I was running. running. That's the verb. That was the action. Where did you go? Down the street. Okay, so what is the street? Oh, it's, it's an alley. It's a place. It's a, so then you start putting those pieces together. And yes. think about the number of kids that you. Man, I'm telling you, I was excited. I, I told him, yeah. and I'm saying this to our, our listeners. I told him last night that he was the reason that we came here. Because <laughs> likewise, man. every every likewise. time every time we've ever been anywhere, it's always one. There's reason. there's always right. been a person that we've really connected to and that has made the and trip has worth has it. made like, the trip worth it. But very wise session, amazing oh. guy. Just took a picture with him, talked with him. Amazing guy. Had a good time with him last night. Great guy. Like all across the board. You know, a lot of the other presenters that we've talked to, but meeting you. Bridge, it, it spoke to me in a way because I am a hip hop artist. I am a hip hop producer. I am a hip hop. Right. Like, this At is more. I, I tell are. kids, I say, y'all listen to hip hop. I am hip hop. Right. The way I dress is hip hop. I have not changed my style because this is who I am. 
Last night, that's why I was like, yo, are you a teacher? <laughs> Dude, I, you know, man, he, like he totally just, he totally just dined me. Like, two months ago, we were talking about this 90s party, and he was like, I was like, let's just do track suits. And he was like, nah, man, I'm not, I, gotta, I don't want to do, and then I show up here. Last night, he takes a track suit out of the bag, and I'm like, I went to my closet. You know, people are like, oh, I have to buy a shirt to do this. I went to my closet. The only thing I didn't have was the shell toes, but I didn't buy shell toes. Yeah. But I mean, shell toes is hip hop. I mean, mm -hmm. that was my first vision. I think I remember yeah. buying my first pair of shell toes when I was right. in seventh grade and telling my mom, I want those shoes. And she said, You got to work for it. I started cutting yards. I took our lawnmower yeah. to people's house after house. I, I have a yard guy already. How much is he charging? $20. I'll do it for 10 awesome. I'll do it for 10 you, okay, you get it. Okay, yeah. boom, back it out. And then I'm even gonna rake your leaves up for you, put them in a the bag, and sit them on your girl. Right. That, because to me, shell toes symbolized. Now I've gotten there. Yeah. And then right. it was the Jays. And it's so crazy because I told somebody that Michael Jordan has not played in, in, years, 20, in 20 years. years. But yeah, and still, his shoes are still popular. Oh, Why? They're not popular. They're iconic. Why? Yeah. Why? Because of hip hop. It's not about Michael Jordan. The right. kids who wear it right now like, because of hip hop. Riddle, riddle me how now Justin Timberlake has got his own line of Jordans. No way. Yeah. That's what. That's at, in his in his last tour. Yeah. He's got custom Jordans. Right. I'm a big like when I walk into a classroom, kids will see my gold chain and Jays, and they're instantly like, "Oh, he's cool." That I hear them saying that just because of what I'm wearing. And mm -hmm. it's like, you know, I'm, it's like, it don't matter what I wear, get to know me as a person. But at the same time, I understand kids at that age really do care about what it is you wear. So just kind of like. Well, you represent something. But the, the other part of. Yeah, they identify. Exactly. And the other part exactly. that I thought about, too, is, you know, when you're, when you're talking like hip hop as pedagogy and, and rhyming, it, it, it almost automatically brings movement. Because if you're, I mean, you can't help it if it's like if the beat is good, you're just like, I mean, you're even even the shyest kid who just ordinarily would just stand there and smile. Yeah. Just kind of even if you can get him to just do that little bit of head nod and. Can I share some stories about that? Yeah. Okay, talk about the shy kids. So this is at Overton High School. So there's multiple different ethnicities. We got kids from Honduras over here, kids from Latin America over here, kids actually from Nashville over here, the hood kids from Nashville, like very much. That's very, very divided. So it's a different Anyway, um, I got the kids to rap together. And at first, it was just, just the black kids rapping, and they were killing it. And then there's this this white kid with glasses who like looked like a total nerd, just like the classic stereotype. Anyway, they get him to stand up in front of the class, and everyone's like, there's no way he's going to rap. There's no way. Kid killed it. Best rapper in the class by far. Had bars, was just spitting. And he was so smart and sharp, but killed it. I remember all the brothers in the back, they're like, ah! they're snapping, they're freaking out. They come up and they start hugging this kid. They start gapping it up. And anyway, then the class ends and they leave. And this little Honduras girl comes up to me and she goes, Mr. B, uh, that doesn't happen. What just happened, that doesn't happen. And that's all she said, and she walked out. And I remember being like, wow, like, to me, I do that regularly with kids. But, you know, to them, that class, that's a one-time thing. You know, that doesn't happen like that. Also, one time I did an ELA class, um, which has a second language. And these were all kids who had been in America for less than a year. So they spoke no English, and they didn't have any um, Americanized traits. Like, they would just go to the bathroom. They wouldn't ask you to go to the bathroom. They would just leave and be gone for 20 minutes. Anyway, um, I was rapping in the back with these Latino kids, and I, I know like 
basic Spanish. I can kind of rhyme in Spanish a little bit. Hola, me llamo Mr. B. Soy de Nashville, Tennessee. And anyway, this girl named Aisha, she's from Iraq. And she keeps pointing at me. She speaks Arabic with 0% English. She kept pointing at me. So I see this girl point at me. I walk up to her desk, and she starts banging the beat on her desk. She's actually banging it on the desk. I can't bang it. I can bang Anyway, I'm like, okay, she wants me to rap. So I start rapping with her. And all of a sudden, uh, this girl named Gloria, who's from France, she only speaks French, starts clapping on me. Clap, three, clap, four, clap. All of a sudden, Mustafa from Syria comes in. He'd been gone for 20 minutes. I didn't know where Mustafa had been. He comes in as I'm rapping, and I take him to a chorus, go Mustafa, go, go, go Mustafa, go. And Mustafa starts dancing. He starts doing, like, the funniest moves in for that moment, we all were jammed together and spoke the same language. Rhythm is universal. That's the language I realized in that moment. Because my whole life, I've been a lyricist. I've been an artist. I've been good with my words and conversation. All of a sudden, you put me in a situation where your words are stripped from me. It means nothing. All of a sudden, it becomes body language, facial expressions, hand gestures, but rhythm. And I, I had this line that I kept repeating that day. Language is controversial. Rhythm is universal. Language is controversial. The rhythm is universal. And right after the jam ended, we all went back to not speaking each other's language. <laughs> okay, now, so yeah. wait, let's go back. But I mean, like you said, not only are you helping students find their voice, but you're, you're seeing kids and kids are being seen that would ordinarily not be seen right. or recognized. They're never given that opportunity. Like that little nerdy white kid to rap, he's probably never asked by his friends, yo, spit right. He's probably never in an environment to do that. He probably didn't even think he could rap. I can't tell you how many kids I've seen, and even adults, I've helped adults rap who, they're like, oh, I don't do that. You know, by about, if you ask a second grade class, I always ask kids, how many of you are creative? Second graders will all raise their hand. By the time you get to high school, how many of you are creative? School, school, no beats, it, school beats it out of you. School beats it out of you. And these kids don't. And they're, by 16, they're like, oh, I don't rap. You do that. That's you. That's not me. But the thing is, I feel like everyone can rap. You can speak. You can rap. Like, if you got something to say, you can rap. Just put it a little bit to a rhythm. And I think we've helped a lot of people realize that they could. I remember one time we had a class full of girls who they were too afraid to do it individually. But they got together as a group of four and did it. And I had never seen people rap on the same note together in like a freestyle where they're going off of the, the rap app words, yet they were all somehow able to stay on beat together and mm -hmm. saying the same words. I ended up, this was, this was the first day I ever taught, or it was before I was a substitute teacher. Before I subbed, I was like invited to classrooms like my first six times by teachers when you come rap with my kids. It went great. And I put my number on the board. I was like, hey, if any of you guys took videos because the teacher allowed them to like pull out their phones and film this, I was like, yo, will you guys just send me these videos? Well, because of that, a couple of kids have my number because I put my number up there. Four days later, so this is like proof that it carried on, not just that day. Not just when you were there. Exactly. So I did that on a Monday. On Wednesday, I'm driving around my town. I get a phone call from a number I don't recognize. I answer it. Hello? And it was those four girls, and they instantly start rapping. They spit me an eight-bar rap that they wrote. It wasn't a freestyle. It wasn't from my app. It was something they actually wrote that day. And they're like, we've been practicing that. We wrote that, like, the day after you left. We've been practicing that. We wanted to, like, get tight before we, we you know, rap it for you. And that's all the phone call was. It was like a 30-second phone call. All they did was rap for me. And I was like, yo, that was awesome. Keep it up. If you ever got any more raps, call me whenever and drop them for me. Like, that's cool. And then I hung up the phone. I had, like, a special moment where I'm like, that's cool. That was four or five days ago I was there. They're still doing that. You know, because I kind of wonder, is this only going to happen that day? Or is, it, is it because of me? 
or it, or it doesn't have a lasting impact. Right. And it did. And so I'm like, how many other kids out there? But I'm, I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you. I've been teaching for 12 years. And one of the biggest complaints that we have as educators is students don't retain things from year to year. That there's yeah. no retention in the process. Like right. every year you're having to reteach the things from, from the year before. But ask a kid to quote what, what Migos' oh. song came out oh, last okay. year. Ask him to quote a Drake song that was dropped, one of his first songs. You play the beat. Ask any of the last heard a song in 20 years, and that song comes on, the lyrics oh, that's, like, that's like, the, last night is a perfect example at that 90s party. We don't <laughs> hardly ever hear those songs. <laughs> but everybody. I didn't get video of Kyle rapping, but Kyle Dude, did Black Street. Black Street. Yeah. <laughs> if somebody God. has video, so if you have video, please send it to please. us so we can do that. But what was about? So, what I want to bring is that what you're trying to do, and what those teachers were trying to keep from going, is empower students to say, my learning doesn't stop with you. Right. Yeah. Right. My, my, my right. application exactly. of what I need to do exactly. doesn't stop. You're not the source. No. You're not no. the source. I'm, I'm just here to facilitate it. I'm the conduit, yeah. if yes. anything, just the conduit. I'm not the source. So, right. when you create that, yes. now kids can come back and Five years later, they can say, oh, I remember I was rapping with Mr. B, yeah. and that came up to my mind. Da, da, da. So they may be like, you know what? I haven't written right. in a while. Da, da, da. Right. And, like, and there's, and, and we all know this, and we've all experienced this, is there are people you only meet one time. Yes. And it only takes one, in, it, it only takes one inflection point wow. that you could change a kid's life. Like they say, it only takes Very a spark true. to cause a fire. Yeah. All you need is a spark. Wow. One spark. And I think what you're doing, is a great spark for education. Yeah. I'm excited to partner with you. I'm excited Likewise. to. I'm gonna download the rap app. I'm gonna use it. I'm gonna video it. I'm gonna yeah. tag you. I'm gonna send it. And you to can you. video on there too. I actually, <sighs> got a video on there. Oh. So you can pass around a circle and it records the video. You know, from from the from mm -hmm. while while the father selfie. Yeah. So this is this is not a one time. This is oh not yeah a for sure, man. I'm like I said, I'm super excited for for you for what you're doing in education, man. I think. Again, and I, it just blows my mind to hear that you're a substitute. Yeah. But it, was, it, it, it reminds me of, you know, Ashlyn just asked me the question of what I, what I was teaching, and I haven't been teaching this year. And rather than give the answer that I'm the executive director of a nonprofit and host of a podcast, I said I'm a landscaper. So you might be substitute teaching. That might be part of your right. livelihood, but that's right. not, that's not who you are. You're, you're a teacher. teacher. You're oh man, right. there, are t there are people who are teachers they that learn. don't know how to teach. Exactly. They're the same with in music. I always say music is within us, not within the instruments. My dad doesn't play an instrument, but he is more musical than some musicians I know in Nashville who, who are, you know, they've played an instrument for years, but yet if they don't know what key they're in, they can't play. They can't play. It's like, bro, can you not just feel the music? And, and my dad, he doesn't play an instrument, but he's got more rhythm and music within him, just moving. So, so you grew up in with music? In, was, what? No, I did not grow up in a musical family. No one in my family or extended family does music. And my parents hardly listen to music, but my dad's still when music comes on. He's got right. a rhythm. I just notice right. his rhythm. But no, I'm like a black sheep in my family. So a lot of my family is blue-collar workers. Uh, dude, pretty organic. I mean, I'm just a product of the internet. You know, I grew up in the internet and YouTube became huge when I was in middle school. And just once I discovered Biggie Smalls, man, I was like, this is the coolest oh, ever. His flow, his storytelling ability, that's what hooked me. R.I.P. Biggie. I know. So is there a pretty, I mean, obviously Nashville is known for being a country, a country town, but is there a pretty, is there a pretty thriving hip hop scene in Nashville? It's growing. It's not thriving, but it's growing. It's definitely a scene. 
But, you know, a lot of times people, if they don't get something going immediately, they move to Atlanta, move to L.A. or move to New York, which, which makes sense. I get it. Um, but it is growing. It is growing. A buddy of mine, Ernest, this is actually funny. I got a buddy named Ernest K. Smith, who he's a rapper. And how he funds his rap career is he's a songwriter. So he actually has written songs for Florida Georgia Line. And, dude, they're huge. Like, you know, mm-hmm. oh, he yeah. wrote Dig Your Roots, which is the title track of their album. So imagine mm-hmm. not only getting a song in the album, but actually the title track. Wow. And that money has funded his rap career. He still, like, co-writes, you know, country songs. But that's been, like, a unique blend. But he, he mentioned the other day that he knows a bunch of big music producers that are moving to Nashville. I mean, the cost of living is a lot cheaper. and It's growing. I think during the next decade in the 20s, we'll see a big growth. But right now, it's still country's the dominant. Well, I think, I mean, country's always going to dominate it'll Nashville. Dominate. But, yeah. I mean, that's, that's kind of like, like the background. If you're a country singer, that's, I mean, I don't care if you're two years old or you're, yeah. you're 202. You're gonna say, country. I mean, but you right. can, but you can find like, you know, I, when I was in college, you know, atmosphere was just like getting right. big, and he was from uh, cool. the, the Twin Cities, yeah, and that's where I live. And then you know, you have like Kanye and Chance the Rapper mm-hmm. coming out of Chicago, mm-hmm. and then you got, I'm sure there's dudes like from Kansas City and Tech Nine, yeah, yeah, you know, and and then you have the 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 Houston oh, yeah. rap scene, bunch of everybody, in Houston, yeah, yeah, you know, so it's I, I think there's there's think there's hip hop everywhere. It, it speaks to it where, where where like you said, hip hop is the predominant um, music genre of right the world now, of the world. It is, and when we use it as educators to empower kids, like you said, to find their Dude, you never, can't. Come on, you can't help someone more than that. that. Right. Really think on that. Like you can't help someone more than being confident in their voice. Their voice. Not not who someone wants you to be, not who someone says you should be, or what people think you should be, but right. you say, you know, no, I don't like that. Yeah. You know, I respect my daughter a lot when she I'm like, hey, we're gonna do this. She's like, I really don't like that. And you know, at first I'm like, no, you're gonna do it anyway. <laughs> then I started saying, how would I feel if somebody said, no, I don't care if you like it or not, you gotta do it. Right. She turns you away from it. Like, then I'll do it, but I'm not doing it with. So no. she told me, she said, I was like, I want you to play a sport. She's like, I want to play a sport. She's like, I want to do theater. Yeah. Go do theater. Right. And she's like, I want to do the band. Go do the band. The best class I ever had was a theater class, actually. It was all about stage voice. And you can only wear all black or all gray. You can have logos. And that's what she has. She's the stage manager. Cool. Okay. So, so she's, that's her, that's her gist. And she's like, yeah. no, daddy, I wanted to go to California. I'm thinking about New York because they say New York is where the stage is. And, and I'm like, you can find theater everywhere. But if you want to do that, and I told her, when you graduate high school, whatever you want to do, go follow somebody for a year. Go move to that place for a year. Right. Go and drench yourself in that society for a year and decide if that's what you want to do and if that is, then go do it. Right. You got my support. If that's not it, then let's go ahead and get to college. Exactly. And then if while you're in college, I was I was a college graduate. I never forget this. I graduated from college in 1999. Uh, I was promoting, we used to promote mm-hmm. concerts. We used to do DJ Screw and Paul nice. and um, Big Mo and all of these guys, all the screwed up plate, really, mm-hmm. mainly the screwed up plate. Okay. Like the, Watson, you know, nice. all of that. Like we used to yeah. host concerts all over our college town, Austin, San Antonio, San Marcos. Okay. And now college graduate now with a degree in sociology. <laughs> but I'm hosting I'm hosting parties and hosting concerts. And then it got to the point where my buddies was like, hey man, my little brother raps. Up until this point, I I started in a band in college and I got, got away from it. And his little brother said, Man, I bought a keyboard. Can you help me? I'm like, yeah, I get over there. 
and it's a full workstation. It's not nice. just a keyboard. Nice. So now I get to make beats. So he's taking drum tracks and laying it over my piano, and then adding strings, adding bass lines, and adding this. I said, wait a minute, man. I quit my job and started doing this full time. You started following your curiosity about Because I'm that. like, wait a minute, yeah. I've never done this before. And it That's got cool. to the point to where it's like, it doesn't matter when you find your voice, as long as you're on a journey too Absolutely. And, well, like, and you do that by doing what you're doing, what your daughter's doing, which is following what you're curious about. You mm -hmm. became curious about it, so you started spending more time with it. Your daughter's curious about theater, so she started to think about New York, where do I go, you know, and it's like, that is my belief, the best thing we can do for students is to spark their curiosity. Rather than me just teaching you information, if I can get you curious about something, where all of a sudden you start going home and Googling it and searching it on your own, I think that's the best thing you do is just pique people's curiosity. I heard Elon no. Musk. Elon Musk said that he, he was in an interview the other day. He said he's terrified because he feels that education is not sparking children's curiosity anymore. And that's what learning is. Like that's how you make evolutions. Is just you're curious about it. Think about when you're a kid. Why do you? Why do we learn to walk? Yeah, people say, well, we're born to walk. But little babies walk, sit, and watch everybody move around freely. They're like, how do they get? And you can see them in a stroller. Yeah. They're kicking their legs back and forth, even if they can't walk. Right. They're curious about how are you able to do that? Yes. And then they start walking. Then they see people running like, so if I walk really fast, I can. so that curiosity is in our nature. It's in our nature. Exactly. That is our natural development. And then it seemed like in education, we stripped that away and start saying, don't be curious, just take what I give you. Exactly. exactly. Take what I give you. Yeah, and be able to give it back to me when I ask for it. Exactly. This is a little known fact about me, but I'm actually an amateur magician. I do magicians, and I'll do it sometimes when I'm with kids because it blows their minds. But I always tell them before I do it, I really make a point on like why I do what I do. I'm a big believer that what you're doing is not as important as why you're doing it. Don't just tell people what you do. Tell them why you're doing what you're doing. But um, I told them, I'm like, and I would do a magic trick, and they would blow their mind like how did you make an x appear on my hand or you know appear on the ceiling whatever now i tell them right now you're curious how i did that you're a you're questioning you're imagining i was like don't ever lose that this, the point of this is not for me to fool you with a card or whatever the point is to like now you're curious how did he just do that and that same curiosity is what you're going to need to create great things great entrepreneurs of the world were curious about things and that's how they did that and magic but it's funny then like of course, the kids the next day told the teacher he did some magic tricks with us, which took about two minutes. I can do a magic trick in 30 seconds, and the lesson's done in 60 seconds. But I keep emphasizing, like I said, curiosity. But I remember I got a report back, and it's like, he was doing magic with my students. And I'm like, man, if only this teacher knew that I was like, I'm not just doing magic tricks, I'm not just entertaining he these kids. He used it as a tool. A tool. And, I, and I would really drive home the point of curiosity. Like, right you now, know, you're curious to stay curious. It's funny, because I grew up, my my. And I get that our ways are different, man. Like, I swear, it's, it's, it's nice meeting you guys. I don't feel like quite as much, you know, a black sheep out here. You know, it's like there's other people doing yeah. it. And I think as year by year goes on, there's going to be more and more teachers. Just this year, there's a lot of young teachers here, you know, like who are, have Instagram and grew up listening to rap as the main genre. So I think we're going to see more oh, and more of it. Absolutely. We're seeing people who, a lot of teachers, even the older teachers who did not grow up with that genre, who are like a generation above it, are starting to realize if I could somehow use that genre with my kids, it would connect with them. Absolutely. They just need to know how. So it's kind of up to creators like us, I feel like, to do what you guys are doing with your students, what we're doing to just, you know, help create tools for teachers and students to use to engage them where they're at. It needs to be done. Like in school, like, this is alarming. 
Like these kids are disengaged and I don't know, we could go on about this, but, but even using the tools where they're at, like, for example, like you could even use Instagram in a constructive way. So like the kid I just stayed with here in Atlanta, I'm not staying at the hotel, I'm staying with my buddy down the street and he's a chef and he's like so into food. Imagine if as a kid in culinary class, you're like, go on to Instagram hashtags and look up different hashtags of food and then you're going to make those foods you like. That'd be like way more fun for him or even like you were talking about the laser engraving and all that. How I get so many ideas is I just go on hashtag laser cutting on Instagram and I get all these ideas like I can make that, I can make this. But it's back to the whole peaking curiosity. You got to know that once you see someone else do it, you realize that's possible. I could do that. So in a way, the, the tools like the internet and social media has exposed us to so many things, obviously bad and good, but there can be a lot of good, so. And we have to focus on the good. The good, We exactly. have to focus on the good, because if we only focus on, well, I can't use that. How many more years are we gonna, how many more decades are we gonna say you can't have phones in class? Like, well, like, we, we do it, and we like, in my district, we let the kids have the phones, and in my class, yeah, like I, tell my kids, settings. I have my kids, I say, make sure your fingers off. If you're listening, I let them listen to music while they're doing their work. Really? If we're doing independent work, you wanna listen to music, I don't care. That's rare. Because to me, in my mind, I, I'm a doctoral student. Yeah. I, I study the music. Huh. I read the instrumental hip hop. I do everything because to me, while I'm reading a book, if I'm reading a book and I got hip hop playing in my mind, then I'm building right. a rap in my language yes. that I understand with what I'm reading. Yes. And that helps me retain it so that when I get yes. ready, I'm not just regurgitating something I've right. heard, it's something that I've truly embodied and engulfed. I want to send you a video. Dr. Charles Lamb is a scientist in California who studied the brain of freestyle rappers and jazz improv pianists in an MRI machine, fMRI, and it just shows what parts of the brain are being activated during different activities, mm -hmm. right? And he had them do a written song that was previously memorized and uh, a freestyle off the top. And he noticed it was actually incredible what happened. When you're doing a, a freestyle or improvisation even on a piano, Parts of your brain are being activated that increase self-awareness and increase self-confidence. And then a part of your brain that's linked to fear and inhibitions is actually decreased. So it's this double. One goes up, it's self-confidence, and one goes down, it's fear. But when you do a written song that you've already memorized, neither of those happen. It's not activated. It's, it's not activated. So once you've memorized it, it's like it, that no longer continues. Wow. Anyway, he starts talking about the different parts of the brain that are being activated, like the limbic brain, the neocortex. And what's funny is earlier that day, I was a junior in college at Belmont taking a psychology class, and we were learning about the brain. And I couldn't stand I was like, I couldn't even keep my eyes open. I'm like, he's talking about the neocortex, the limbic brain, but he's doing it in a very scientific way, and I just couldn't follow along. Hours later, I'm at home, discovered this video, and he's like, hey, when you're freestyling, here's what's going on in your brain. And all of a sudden, I'm like, yo, this is the same parts of the brain I was just learning about. All of a sudden, now I can tell you what's going on in the limbic brain. I can tell you what's going on in the neocortex because he applied it to something I care about. He made a connection. And that's exactly. And that's a little bit more of like a customization approach. Right now in school, we got such a standardization approach. And customization is way more difficult. Like standardization is easier. That's why we do it. You know, it's like. But I, I do feel we owe these kids like to make it more more of an effort to customize. Right. You know, obviously it's tough because there's a lot of kids. Yeah, you, you know, I have 116 kids in a day. Yeah, I see 116 kids. Yeah. And what what attracted me to 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 Barry White Junior is, of course, you know, everybody starts seeing this viral video of him handshaking. Yeah. And first thing that I said to myself was, "That's powerful because right. each kid had a unique handshake." That's a good point. You're right. Unique. Unique. 
That's customization. So no matter what he teaches in that classroom, from the moment you shake my hand and give me that handshake, you know you like Mr. B got my back. He's got my back. That's my dude. That's and he, my... and even that's like attention. He cares for me. A lot of these kids just don't get attention at all. Right. To him doing that's about he cared. He, he gave me his attention. He gave me attention enough to learn a handshake with me. Right, right. And now, every time I come in the classroom, this is what we do. So now, guess what? I guarantee you, if you look at in the discipline areas, I guarantee you it's low because kids want to be in there. For sure. They want to. Teachers ask me, I don't know how you can deal with this kid and that kid and right, this kid. Right. They're horrible in my room. I'm like, they're great in my room. That's how I feel. But, oh, but then they tell me, it's because you let them listen to music. But do you ask me why? I say, because right. studies tell you that people, when you listen to music, when you study the music, when you read to music, when you do anything to music, it enhances the learning that you take place. You have to engage it. But we've taken music out of schools. We've taken arts out of oh, school. We were talking last night about how they're taking vocational training out of school. It's, yeah. Those are the tools that our kids need in this yeah. 21st century. Kids should be able to walk across, with the technology now, mm -hmm. kids should be able to walk across the stage, start their own business, or have their business wow. started before they even leave high school. That'd be awesome. You know, my sister was a beautician. She knew she wanted to be a beautician from the time right. she started school. She used to do dolls. Hair. She taught me how to break. Yeah. Her senior year in high school, she was working for her instructor in mm. her beauty shop. With mm. her. She had already taken the license, so she was a licensed dermatologist before she even walked across the stage. That's cool. She still has not stopped working in the, in, the, in the field. Do you think school could ever, like, especially public school, obviously private, you got more freedom, but like in public, to actually teach kids about monetizing your product, like the difference between a 1099 and a W2? You know, you know they're trying to, I know in Texas, we, we're, we're trying to move it. We, we teach uh, what they call personal financial them jobs in school that actually pay them. I, th I think it's going to be, and it was sort of possible? like you say, it, it is it possible. Is. But it, and the belief that we have is it's going to come organically, like yep. like you said. Yep. It will come organically as teachers yep. continue to embrace. And the thing about it, is, and I like, you know, with this conference especially, every presenter you've seen has been true to themselves. True. You know, and, and that's the thing. And it doesn't have to just be monetizing hip hop or, or whatever right. it would be. Right. But every time a teacher is authentic and genuine, right. it, it gives more, it gives more kids the ability to be seen and to say, okay, so this is okay. So now you have kids starting to say, so once you have kids starting to advocate for, you know, this is what I want to do and I want to be able to do it while I'm in school, then you're going to have parents who start to say, and that, and that. It's never going to be from on high. No it's way. never going to be on high. We're going to no. give all of these. No way. But it, and you know maybe it's not our lifetimes. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's maybe it doesn't happen in our lifetime. But there will be generations that will be affected yes. by what wow. the changes that by the changes the that we're going to put put in place. When we we were we were nominated to do um, in our district in Houston, we had a thing called Inspire Quality. Where teachers are nominated based on what they do in the classroom and what they're trying to do. We were nominated as a team. Nice. And I don't think it's been a, been a team. Ever. We've only been, We've been we're the, the only, only two to ever do it as a part of the school. We talked about the ABCs of inspired teaching. And we said that the first step is authenticity. Mm -hmm. Teachers have to be themselves. Got that lends itself to believability, the students believing yeah. what you're presenting to them. Yeah. And then that leads to see the connection that teachers, like that. Uh, teachers and students can make. Yeah. And I think that when, like you said, if we're authentic with who we are, I'm, I'm who I am. I told him, he, he listens to country music, I'm listening to hip hop. I say, but if you start trying to listen to hip hop with your kids and they know that's not you, 
Now you're being fake. Mm. Why, why are you being fake? Spe yeah. That's what you know. That's what our kids generally. Especially if they can tell. Like, right. That's, yeah. not, that's not you. You come here in cowboy boots every day. You, you see me coming. But I mean, but but the cool thing for me though is, with with like the rap app, as I go back in the classroom, I'm gonna be like, this is my buddy's app, and he inspired me to try to just Gosh. not not to ever. I, I I don't ever have a means to try to try to be try to be, but I'm like, this is something that's cool. I want one. I want to support my friend, but I want to explore this. And you don't it, as long as I don't profess myself as an expert. I appreciate that. And and that's probably the biggest part of authenticity is is like you said, explaining why, exactly. explaining why. Like, hey, exactly. this is my buddy's ad. Yes. And I want to use it with you. And you know what? I'm going to try it. Because I'm probably not very good. Taking that effort, knowing like, yo, this isn't as natural no. for you, but you're still doing it. It's like, oh, respect. Well, yeah. Like, I'm not going to try to speak. You know, it's like, I mean, I could tell you who, I mean, I could tell you who Chance the Rapper is. I mean, there's some rappers that I really like. Yeah. And yeah, but that's not really your job. That's, but that's, I, I didn't grow up like that. Right. But I mean, it's, it's all connected. And, and I, I'm just thinking, I'm just thinking about something. I'm all this, and we're gonna kind of wrap this up. Yeah. We've been talking about wanting to have an intro to the podcast, mm -hmm. so I'm gonna challenge Let's the go. two of you Let's right now to yes. to freestyle and a, a new intro for the podcast. We're gonna take that off your plate. What do we need to mention in the podcast? Value adds value. That's value the name. Adds value. That's the name of it, and and basically it's just what it is. Like what what do we do? What is the purpose of the podcast? To inspire teachers. Inspire teachers, tell their stories, and, and all those values that we've talked about, those are the values that we think if we bring those to teachers, they'll bring them to kids. To inspire teachers, okay. To inspire teachers, that's what we about to. Da, 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 da. Value adds value. Value adds value? Mm -hmm. Yeah, put on a beat or make a beat real quick and quick kick a little flow about that. Let's see. Inspiring teachers, that's what we about to. You're listening to value as value. But we got this. I like that. We got this. <laughs> what did I say? Inspiring, uh, inspiring teachers. teachers is what we're about to. You're now listening to value as value. We can clean that up. But you need to say, like, is our how, here's our how to, or inspiring teachers is what we're about to. I say inspiring teachers in what they do. Oh, I like that. Inspiring, inspiring teachers, teachers in what they do. You're listening to value adds value. Inspiring teachers. Hey, over this beat. Hey, inspiring teachers to what they do. You're listening to value adds value. Boo. Right. Find a different one. I feel like we could get one that's a different beat. Yeah, especially if you want to like use this for an intro. We could. Inspiring teachers. What was that? What they do? Inspiring teachers. Inspiring teachers. I really like when you said inspiring teachers is our how to. Yeah, I was gonna say we could do how to, about to, do what they do. Because yeah. the, the how to, to and about to hits the, the value. value. It's got the compound mm -hmm. going. You know, we could say like something, something, something. This is our how to. You're listening to value as value, or like is what we're about to. You know, like this is what we're about to do. Inspiring teachers is what we're about to. You're listening to value as value. You know, inspiring teachers, and this is the how-to. You're listening to value adds value. Say that one more time. Whichever one you guys want to do. Like, inspiring teachers, here's the how-to. You're listening to value adds value. Or inspiring teachers. I like, I like that. The, the how-to? Yeah. The... How-to? Okay, cool. 
We're in, okay, okay, that's cool. All right, once we get the beat, we'll knock it out right here. I'm ready. Put me in, coach, I'm ready. Let's see if this. That work? It's all right, I can It's a freebie, it's a freebie. Okay. So, as long as we're not trying to make money off of it. Oh, and it's for educational purposes too, so that actually falls under like free use. Mm -hmm. This is what I use in my classroom. Kind of, this is what I listen to, so the kids can kind of get excited about it. So you said, inspiring teachers is our how-to. You're listening to value as value. You want to say, is our how-to? Inspiring teachers, here's our how-to. Yeah, here's our how-to. Okay, inspiring teachers, that's why, that's our why. Inspiring teachers, here's our how-to. You're listening to value as value. You know what's beautiful about that before we record this? Is we did it correctly, where we go why, how, what, rather than most people just tell you what they do and they never tell you why. They're like, hey, you're what we do. Yes, that's what inspired me. Let's start with why. Start with why. That book changed my life, man. That's, that's one of the books that got us to where we are right now. That's what brought us together. I'm telling you, that whole mindset, mm -hmm. that whole silence, dude. I'm a big fan. There's a couple of them that I Oh, this one's cool. You heard this before? No, no, but I like it. I instantly like it. Oh, we can do some little echo, like, for like, I'll do both real quick. One book. It's fine, teachers. That's a how-to, how-to, almost like one ad-lib, like, echoes. Mm -hmm. So if you said it, I could kind of echo like, it. Like, inspiring teachers, inspiring teachers. that's a how-to. How to. Value adds value. Ah, we could both say, that's a how-to. How You're listening to, value adds value. It'll probably both say that. Yeah, yeah. So you can kind of lead it, and I'll dub it in the background. This is your podcast, you should be the lead. Gotcha. Let's see if I can You're still recording, man. Hey, hey baby. Hey, baby. <laughs> Here with my boy, Mr. B. Inspiring teachers, that's our how-to. You're listening to value adds value. Inspiring teachers, that's our how-to. You're listening to value adds value. Let's do that again, and this time I'll dub it. That time I accidentally took you the second time around. But you can take the second time around, and I'll dub over the Okay, you want to do that? Yeah, okay, okay, okay. All right, get it right here again. Ready? And inspiring teachers, that's our how-to. You're listening to value adds value. Inspiring teachers, inspiring teachers, that's our how. That's our how. Get this Value adds value. Get it. Go. Value adds value. Value adds value. We add value to add value. No matter what you do. That is value. Oh. It's appreciate. Never appreciate. Oh. It's a picture. You're a part of appreciate. Because yeah. I'm here with my, my sister. Uh, Each style in. That's what I used to be. Yeah. That's what I still do. That's hey. what I feel good. Everybody hey. knows. That's what we still get. Why we still get. That's the reason why we teach. 
even though I like the beach. Chilling on the beach, there's some kids in class that I really gotta reach. I gotta give them what they want, but really what they need. They need to learn how to write, also how to read. Cause I know they're gonna be kings and queens. So we need to help them, and that's what we about to. You're listening to Value Adds Value. Inspiring teachers, yep. that's my how to. Like this is it. He's been like he's been literally doing this project like five months. Yeah. yeah. We've that's been recording this whole time. Man. 
thank you again, Mr. Yeah. B, for being a guest yeah, here. Appreciate I, I you, have brother. to say this is my most exciting podcast that we've done. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to do it live first off, but being also to do it with another hip hop uh, and to now have like a sick a intro. Right. It was cool as we recorded that whole thought process. Like that really kind of showed the creative process because the first two minutes we were like, oh, we could do that or we could do that. And then we kind of like three minutes in and we started getting tight. By the end, it was like, yo. So what we're going to have to do, we're going to take this video. I'm going to put it down in my pro tool. Yeah. And I'm going to send it to you because I actually want to do it so we can actually record yeah. it. Yeah. And we, you can sound actually record good. it and it'll sound good and we'll actually put it together. Got it. Man, that's dope. So we're going to start using it, though, until you get the other. Okay. Yes. We're going to start <laughs> using it. Absolutely. Day one, we got we, that. We got Send it, it to me. I'll record my part this week. Yes, sir. I'll do that. As soon as I get back to Houston, cool. I'll be on that. Cool. That'll be my choice. So, Thank you for having me. You Thank guys you, man. are the homies. Appreciate uh, it. I can actually say I got a homie in Nashville. Uh, exactly. Now, yeah, for real. <laughs> now we got to make a trip out. I was about to say, and we, uh, well, what's funny is I actually, during my time here, I found out two of my roommates might be moving out in two months. So that might make me move out, but if we stay in the home we're at, we have an extra bedroom and we let people come through all the freaking time. So if you guys are in Nashville, as long as I'm still in that home, you can stay with me. We got an extra guest room, guest bed. Perfect, we, we, we house people all the time, or hoose people all the time. <laughs> or the hoose. <laughs> the hoose. So come, come through. 